0: Today we're going to finish our series that we've been in called Awesome Relationships. And as you know, we've been talking about how to fight for an awesome marriage, how to fight for an awesome family relationship. And today I want to talk with you about how to fight for an awesome friendship with God. So the question is this, as we begin, what kind of a relationship does God What with you? What relationship does God want with you? I mean, we're talking about the God who is your creator, your heavenly father, also your eternal judge, your redeemer, your savior, your counselor. What kind of a relationship does that God want with you every day? The answer is this God wants you to be his friend. God wants you for a friend. Everybody say, whoa, with me. Whoa. (laughs) Isn't that amazing that the God of the universe wants you and me for his friends? Wow. But that's the truth. And from the very beginning, God proved that he wanted everyone that he created, generation after generation, to be one of his friends. And we know that because when God created Adam and Eve... It was God who personally sought them out in the Garden of Eden. It was God who sought them out. And it was God who initiated a friendship with them. Now, back then, there were no religions, no churches, no rituals. Their relationship was just a simple friendship, a friendship. And the Bible says that Adam and Eve delighted in God, and God delighted in Adam and Eve. But because of that one sinful move that you know about where Adam and Eve disobeyed God and went and ate the fruit of the tree of life, because of that sinful action, their friendship with God was broken. Their relationship, their fellowship with God from that moment on was broken. And after that, if you go through the entire Old Testament of the Bible, There are not too many people there that were actually called friends of God. From the point of Adam and Eve on, very few had the privilege of being called a friend of God. The Bible says that Abraham and Moses and David and Enoch and Job were friends of God. Five, through all the thousands of years, five were called friends of God. But most of the people in the Old Testament did not have a personal friendship with God. What was far more common was a fear and a guilt relationship with God. I messed up. I'm in trouble. God's after me. It was a fear and guilt relationship more than a genuine friendship. And then even the Old Testament priests when they were going to go in and serve incense to the Lord and sacrifice to the Lord on the behalf of all the people for the people's sins. They had to prepare for weeks and weeks and sometimes months ahead of time before they could ever open the curtain and walk from the outer court of the temple where the people could be into the Holy of Holies, into the presence of God. They had to prepare and prepare and only the priests could go in. There was this huge separation between God and His people. But then Jesus came. Amen? Amen. Then Jesus came and changed all of that radically. Because when Jesus died and paid for our sins on the cross, the Bible says that that veil in the temple was ripped from top to bottom between the Holy of Holies and the outer court of the temple. It was ripped open symbolizing that the separation between the presence of holy God and sinful man was over. Amen? It was over. Jesus had then become a bridge between God and man. And now, once again, everybody could have access to God because of Jesus Christ. And now everybody, anyone at any time, could enter and enjoy the presence of God Friendship with God, like Adam and Eve. Jesus changed it all. Take a look at this scripture. The Bible says we were restored to friendship with God by the death of his son while we were still his enemies. So we will certainly be delivered from eternal punishment by his life. Now, get this word now. Now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God all because of what our Lord Jesus Christ has done for us In making us, here it is, friends with God. All of God's people said, amen, amen. Do you realize how radical that is? That the God of the universe so wanted to be your friend and my friend that he made a way to make it possible to be your friend through his son Jesus, taking on human flesh, going to the cross, Let that sink in. God so wanted to be your friend forever that he came up with a way to make it possible. Take that home with you today. Let that sink in today. That's how badly God wants an intimate friendship. Day by day, walk and talk and listen. He wants to commune with you. He wants to know all about you. Let that sink in. He wants to be your friend. The Bible goes on and says this. He is a God who is passionate about his relationship with you. Then Jesus says this. I no longer call you servants. Instead, I call you my friends. Isn't that awesome? That's God talking. You are my friends. Then God says, I don't want your sacrifices. I want your love. I don't want your offerings. I want you to know me. Can you hear the passion in that verse? God wants you to know him. He wants you to be his best friend. The Bible goes on and says, starting from scratch, God made the entire human race and made the earth hospitable with plenty of time and space for living so that you could seek after God. And not just grope around in the dark, but actually find him. (laughs) God wants to be found. God wants you to seek him and find him. He's waiting for you to come after him and become his friend. So the question is this, how does all of that happen? How does a a close, day-by-day, intimate friendship with God, how does that happen? How can a flawed finite creature have friendship with an unflawed, perfect, omnipotent, invisible God. How does that happen? The answer is through a personal relationship and friendship with Jesus Christ. So folks, I want to say this this morning. It's time then to get up and put on the gloves. (laughs) It's time to get up every day Put on the gloves and fight for an awesome friendship with Jesus Christ. Right here, right now, in the midst of all the temptations of our broken and sinful world, it's time to get up, put on the gloves, get serious, and seriously fight for a relationship of friendship with God. Folks, if you're going to fight to win anything in life, fight for a friendship with God. Amen? Amen. Fight for it. Close, day by day, moment by moment, friendship with God. Paul says this. He says, I found everything else is worthless compared with the priceless gain of knowing Christ Jesus. And then he says, I've discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I may know Christ. And then God says, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Are you doing that? Are we all doing that? Are we seeking God with all of our heart? Because he says when we do that, we'll find him. He won't be distant. He won't be hidden. But if we seek him, God who wants to be our friend will be right there. He'll be found. You see, you're not going to be a friend of God until you want to. So my question is, how's your want to? <laughs> how's your want to this morning? You're not going to become a friend of God until you're willing to fight to be his friend. Right, write this down in your notes somewhere. I'm as close to God as I want to be. Because that's true. I'm as close to God as I want to be, as I choose to be. You can't blame anybody else. You can't blame your situation. You and I, were as close to God as we actually want to be. Listen, knowing and being a friend of God is our greatest privilege. And being known and befriended by God is our greatest pleasure. So how do you fight for an awesome friendship with God? You fight to know God. You fight to know Him. And then you fight to listen to God. Write that down. Fight to listen. You know, a friendship with God is like a friendship with anybody else. You've got to set aside time to be with your friend. You have to calendar off. You have to block off some time to spend with your friend. You, you have to put on hold some things that are less worthy of your time to be with your friend. God says, be still. How many of you are doing that? <laughs> be still. That's not only verbally, but Bodily, be still and know that I am God. Then the Bible says, friendship with the Lord, look at this, is reserved. Did you know that? Friendship with the Lord is reserved for those who reverence him. With them, he shares the secrets of his covenant. He lets them really know him. If we will go and reverence him. Friendship is for those who reverence him. So, folks, friends of God fight. Friends of God fight against the pressure to just simply fly out of bed every day and go about all the things they need to do in the world. No, instead, they fight to slow down, to sit down, to stir a little bit. I got to stir. Anybody got to stir when you sit down? I got to stir a little bit. And then to get still and then to listen to God their friend. You'll never have God as your best friend, folks, if you just come to church and that's it. Folks, you've got to fight to get still and get in the habit of listening. Now, men, when you're driving down the road and you hear a new rattle in your car, A.C. goes off, radio goes off, and you get still and you listen. You, where's that? What is that? And you listen intently. Where's that coming from? What's happening to my car? Never heard that before. Men, you get you get intense about your listening. Women, you hear a new noise in the, in your house in the middle of the night. You get intent. Amen. You lay there still. And you listen. Man, I learned years ago. Surely not. You know, for our vacations, we go camping. And uh, learned years ago how silent Shirley could get when we heard a bear outside our tent, and we lifted the window. We said, "Yeah, there's a bear in our camp." And she, well, she still <laughs> she get really still. And we listen. What's that bear doing? What's going on out there? That's the kind of stillness we need to come to if we want to hear the voice of God, our friend. And I've been a Christian for a long, long time. And God has blessed me with allowing me to hear his voice. And I want to say to you this morning, if you get still, your friend will speak. And you'll learn to hear his voice. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. Amen. So God's not trying to withhold his voice from you. He just can't talk to you because you're not still. You're not listening. So how do you fight to have an awesome friendship with God? You fight to listen. Get the gloves out. Press down. Fight against all the things to do that are less worthy. Push them back and listen. Next, how do you get an awesome friendship? You fight to obey. You fight to love and obey God's ways instead of the ways of this world. The Bible says this, you should know that loving the world is the same thing as hating God. Whoa, man, that's heavy. Anyone who wants to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Now, we know from John 3.16 that God loves the people of the world, but what he hates is the value system of our world. God loves all of us people, but he hates the sinful practices of the people. So if you love the value system of this world and follow it and engage in its practices, the Bible is saying that you hate God and you are an enemy of God. God says, I want you to love the people but hate the value system, the the sinful value system. But the problem is this. Often even people in the church, we do the exact opposite. I mean, we love the materialism of our world. We love to get stuff. And come on, be honest. You love to get stuff, right? We love the materialism parts of our world. We, we love the pleasure things of our world, the, the trips, the vacations, the, the spas, the stuff like that. We love the power when we get a little bit of power. We love the possessions that we can accumulate. We, we love the position we can rise up to. And while we chase what the world values... Sometimes, even in the church, we often let people starve for love and food and knowledge of how to have a friendship with God. So, God says we've got it backwards. We're often living opposite of His Word and His will. So, if we want to be a friend of God, we've got to value what He values. Jesus says, you are my friends if you obey me. What's that mean? Well, it means we can't say that we love Jesus and then live like the devil. We can't say that we love Jesus and then we live a self-centered life and let the people of the world around us starve and go without the knowledge of a relationship with Christ. We can't say that we love Jesus and ignore the word of God or at least the parts that we don't like in the word of God. <laughs> We can't ignore it. Jesus says, my friends obey me. These are my commands and they obey. But why do we obey God? Well, not because we have to, but it should be because we want to. Because we found that a friendship with God is far more valuable, far more rewarding than anything this world offers. We obey God because we found that every thrill this world offers is a temporary thrill. just doesn't last. We obey God because we found that every thrill has a kick, but then it has a kick back. If it's sinful, it has a consequence. It has a kick back. So we obey God because we found something far better, something that lasts forever, and that's an eternal friendship with God so we obey God because we want to obey him, not because we have to. Because we value him. We value his ways. We value being known and befriended by the God of the universe. Amen? Amen. That's why we obey him. So how do you fight for an awesome friendship? You fight to obey God and his word and live by his values. And then last, next, we, we fight to talk to God. There was a study done by the College of Medicine at the University of Maryland that found that per day women speak, (laughs) we already know this, (laughs) women speak 20,000 words a day while men speak 7,000 words a day. The question is, how many of those words are ones being spoken to our friend God? I mean, if women even just gave just a tithe, just a 10% of their words, they should be speaking 2,000 words a day to their friend God. If men gave a tithe of their spoken words, they ought to be giving at least 700 words a day to the Lord Jesus Christ. I looked this up. Most of my messages are around 2,700 words to 3,000 words, okay? So that's how much speaking we ought to be doing to God throughout our week, throughout our day. And yet, the Bible says, pray all the time. In other words, talk to God all of the time. Be in conversation with your friend all of the time. Devout Muslims pray to their God five times every day. Are we doing that well? Friends of God Almighty are to pray all the time, be in conversation. What if you verbally checked in with God as often as you check your phone? <laughs> What if you checked in with God every time you picked up your phone to check a text or an email and you just stopped and had a conversation with God? Maybe picking up that phone can now be a reminder to you every time you switch it on and you scroll, I need to talk with God. Paul says this, my determined purpose is that I may know Him. That I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of His person more strongly and clearly. How do you fight for an awesome friendship with God? You gotta fight. You gotta press down, knock down the other things that get in the way. Fight to talk with Him. And now, last, then fight to trust God. You know, the bedrock of every friendship is trust. The foundation of every real friendship is trust. When you know you can trust somebody, you know you've got a good friend. And that's the same way with God. You've got to trust Him. When things in life seem to be going backwards, when things in your life don't make sense, trust Him. When things in your life seem to be taking you down and under, maybe for what feels like the last time. You've got to keep on trusting in the good plan for your life that your friend has for you. Trust his plan. The Bible says this, cast all your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. And then look at this, and he will never let the righteous fall. If you've ever gone fishing, how many ever been fishing? Some of you? All right. All right, great. If you've ever been fishing, you know that when you cast your line out, it naturally drops in the water. The line just drops in the water. It, it just drops. You know that. Well, this guy here, he's fly fishing, and... Most of us are pretty good, like this fly fisherman, at casting our cares to the Lord. We we pray, we talk to God. We're pretty good at casting them out to the Lord, aren't we? God, I need this. God, help me with this. We're we're pretty good at casting our cares toward the Lord. But we're not so good at dropping our cares into the lap of the Lord. Often we jerk the things we've prayed back, and we keep working on them too. And we keep stressing over them and fretting over them and worrying over them. And like this fly fisherman, he, he jerks it back or we reel it back and we keep working on solving our cares. But if you never let your line land in the water, if you never let your line of cares land into the lap of the Lord Jesus Christ and then leave them there and trust Him, our best friend, to sustain you and help you stand, you'll never have your prayers answered. That miracle that you need will not come. We need to learn to cast our cares in the Lord, toward the Lord and let them drop into the lap of the Lord, leave them there, trust him, our best friend, to keep us from falling because it's him who promises to never let you fall. Amen? Amen. That's who our Lord is. Now, I may not know what you're going through, but I do know what you should do. I can tell you what you should do. You need to cast and drop and trust. That's exactly what you need to do. Cast and drop and trust. And I'll show you all about that if I can get this untangled. Cast and drop and trust. Now, there's no hook on this. (laughs) <laughs> now we're pretty good at this casting part aren't we casting our cares to the Lord God I need your help God I need your help but he wants us to cast and let that line drop into the lap of our Lord and then what's he want you to do just like a fisherman you just wait you wait until God sends you the answer that you need If you fish long enough, you know you got to wait sometimes, amen? (laughs) Sometimes a long time. But you just leave that in the lap of the Lord and trust him, amen? Now, I want to reel this back in because I should do that, but I'm just going to leave it there in the lap of the Lord, amen? Leave it there because your friend who cares for you wants to work on your behalf. I don't know about you, but sometimes if you've lived long enough, you learn that life really hurts. There's some stuff that goes down and really hurts. And yet, the one who lived this life too, his name is Jesus. (laughs) And he knows that life hurts. Amen? He knows how much it hurts to live this life, to have people come against you, people do things to you. But he died and he rose again so that he could give you a life where you would never, ever hurt again. Amen? Amen? Heaven. He died so you could have that. He cares about you. He's preparing to take you to heaven. You can trust all your cares to God, your friend. Things are going to hurt here on and off throughout life, but he's taking you to a place where that will never occur again. That's worth waiting for. God says, look at this. I will get you out of your trouble, and I will give you the best of care if you will only get to know And trust me. Learn to trust the Lord. Fight when the temptation comes to when something hurts to run and leave God. Get mad at God. Fight that temptation and learn to trust him. You'll never get close to God unless you fight to be a friend of God. And listen, most every single thing in our culture that you can be a part of today will draw you away from a friendship with God. Most everything in our culture that you can be a part of will demand almost all of your time and love and loyalty. About everything we can get involved with will drain most all of your energy, leaving nothing left for God, your friend. So you've got to fight to know him. You've got to fight to listen to him. Fight to obey him. Fight to talk with him. Fight to trust him. You know, to finish this earthly race and to spend eternity with God, your friend, you've got to fight what Paul calls the good fight of faith. The good fight of keeping on believing no matter what happens in your life. Now, maybe you used to fight hard to know him, listen, obey him, all of those things. But now maybe you're no longer fighting so hard for a close relationship with God. Maybe you've given in to being a better friend to this world than to him. That is way easy to do. And if that's where you are this morning, listen to what God, the one who longs to be your best friend, will do for you. This is what God says. If you will return to me, I will restore you. So you can continue to serve me. If you return, I will restore. God's not here to beat you down. He's here to love you up. Amen. Amen. He's here to be your friend. So fight to be a friend of almighty God. He's fighting for you. Amen? Amen. He loves you. He's not finished with you return to him, fight to be his friend. Let's bow our heads. This morning as I pray a prayer, would you consider praying this? But first, if you have to honestly admit to God and you just want to physically admit to God, Lord, I'm not as close as I want to be or need to be. God, I've gotten caught up in some things of the world, but I want to return to you. Would you just lift your hand just say, God, I'm, I'm returning right here, right now returning to you amen and would you just repeat this prayer in your heart father today i choose to fight for friendship with you i'm returning to you with my whole heart forgive all my sins restore me and use me in jesus name i pray amen